Hello. Dusty, are you sick? Who gave you this number? <laughs> you sound terrible. Who, 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 why are you bothering me? Who are you? Who gave you this number? Who are you supposed to be? I'm Lucille Ball. <laughs> oh, God. Why, who gave you this number? Did Lucy smoke when she was on the Lucy show or was that her later show? Oh, everybody smoked back then. Nobody <laughs> cared. It didn't give you cancer back then. <laughs> uh, okay, I'm worried. About I was revolutionary. Well, I do think that we have a similar shade of red hair. What is your secret? A lot of dye. <laughs> Maybe she's bored with it. Maybe it's Revlon. <laughs> wait, who are you? Who gave you this wait a number? Minute. Why Re are you bothering? Revlon doesn't do hair care, hair dye, do they? That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> uh, was that any good? Who knows? Was what any good? Who are you? Why are you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the party line, and you're sticking with it. <laughs> Whose idea was it to, to do cold opens every week anyway? I have no idea. I think it just happened. <clears throat> and now we're stuck. Forever. I don't even remember what the first one was. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> remember, I told you we get one week where we don't have to. We get a pass. We don't have to do a cold open. Just one time. We get, to, we get to go. Whatever. We right. get to go. Do you have enough material to do anything? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I will do something with that. Da -da 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 -da. Boom. Okay. What is Revlon? I thought they were <laughs> I thought Revlon's just makeup, oh, right? I say, I'm a Clairol. Say Clairol. <laughs> oh, like Revlon doesn't do hair care products, Dusty. Okay. <laughs> I'm Brenda. And I'm Dusty. And this is I'm Afraid to Ask. Where each week we ask one another simple questions and big questions. She's 54. He's 32. And after 10 years of friendship, we have so much to learn from each other. Through nuance, insight, laughter, and tears. So what are we going to learn this week? <laughs> oh no, Dusty. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> Guess what, Dusty? <laughs> Not till you tell me. <laughs> <laughs> it is part two of our New York City adventure when I flew all the way from the hills of Northwest Arkansas to New York City along with the intern. And um, if our listeners haven't listened in, part one was pretty exciting. It covered our. I already forgot what happened. We had a party. <laughs> You silly oh, guy. Yeah, that's what happened. We had a party and we basically stole some chalk from underneath the counter at a 99 cent store um, with their that, phone book on that's it. That's your highlight is the $2 chalk. That's right. my, one of anyway. my big highlights. Yeah. But today we're going to finish up that New York trip and we are going to talk about an adventure that we went on to Queens. We're going to talk about um, some Broadway shows because you can't do New York without Broadway. And... Then we're going to wrap up with an epic New York City edition. I didn't ask, but thank you so much for telling me, which is how I say it.
dripping with sarcasm. No, no, no. Mine's not. No, so- that was drip like a whopper <laughs> sauce everywhere, just <laughs> dripping with sarcasm. Okay, funny fact. The whopper sauce. Um here she goes. Which is really just I my you know, my poor daddy died when I was um a teenager. Um, he didn't cook often and we thought my dad was the best cook ever because my mom always cooked and my dad basically heated up what she left us for dinner or, um, he would make hamburgers and he'd make his secret sauce, which is basically the Whopper sauce. You know, it's uh, mustard, ketchup, and mayonnaise. And I mean, I don't want to spoil anybody, but that's basically the Whopper sauce. So there's y'all's little info for the day. That, that was the story. <laughs> <laughs> that was the story. I was expecting to be like, oh, and so dad would like have his weight in the living room while he went to go to the grill and he'd come back and, you know, and we'd have burgers on the plates already made. And it turns out that he went to Burger King. Well, he could have. <laughs> hey, you want to hear another funny But thing? instead, it was, oh, oh boy, well, so another Here's another that's... little fun anecdote is that, you know, I was born and lived in California. Um, for, you know, several years, several years. And that was back, they had Taco Bells back then that had the open flames. We came back to Arkansas and there were no Taco Bells to be found. Um, But I don't know if you know this, but the filet of fish sandwich at McDonald's was very new back then. And it was a special order. And so (laughs) my dad would take us to McDonald's and because he was a good dad, we had to special order the filet of fish and we had to wait. So there you go. Rubbing the temples of my forehead, <laughs> <laughs> waiting for a punchline and swinging on this. <laughs> so going in a little bit of a loop from one coast to the other, let's get back to New York City. Do you see how I just kind of smoothed that, segued right It's into like that? those stories are like a punchline, but the punchline is Godot <laughs> and we're waiting for it. I just hear the one that said Whopper, and it just kind of triggered my memory about the special sauce. <laughs> and my dad's secret secret sauce was really just the McDonald's sauce, which really isn't that secret. Um, yeah. So yeah, we just heard the story, Brenda. We literally just heard the story. Hey, you know what else though? My dad would do with that secret sauce. <laughs> let's, let's, let's go for three. I do have to tell you one more thing. He made scramble burgers. <laughs> It's so disgusting. So what? A chopped cheeseburger? Well, no, he would just brown ground beef or maybe my mom heard he had. And then he'd just take his secret sauce, which again is just mayonnaise, ketchup, and mustard, and just stir that into the ground beef and then spoon that on toast and it was scramble burgers. Okay, so it's like a sloppy joe. Made, I guess, with mayonnaise, mustard, and ketchup. This is sounding gross. Everything more I'm saying. Can't wait. Uh, All right. So. so back to New York City. And um, yeah, that's what we are about to do. And um, so, Dusty, we need to set up the first clip. And um, I'm going to. Okay, Dusty. Yes. It just occurred to me that you said Whopper and everything I told you about my dad and the sauce was all about the Big Mac. Oh, my God. <laughs> Two well beef patty special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun. Thank you. Okay, we can go on now. <laughs> Why didn't you correct me? A Whopper is Burger King. I was because I about- thought Revlon made hair dye. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what Revlon is. <laughs> it is 
is going to be one of those days, one of those nights. <laughs> okay, Dusty, I would like for us to set up our first clip while Onyx okay. Wimpers, while Onyx Wimpers in the background. Throw him another twist. Hey, what day was this then? Was this day three of the trip? Yeah, uh, it was Friday. Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah, it was Friday. Or was it Saturday? No, it's Friday. It was Friday. No, Saturday she did Angels, Angels, so it was Friday. Yeah. Okay, it's Friday. Okay. All right, so Dusty set up what we did on day three because we had some lovely adventures. <laughs> uh, so day three we met up at your hotel, and it was raining again, or kind of, wasn't it? I, I don't know. I think it's, it's been still raining in New York. It is, it is never quit raining it, while we were there, hardly. But yes. Um, so then your wonderful concierge was like, oh, we'll catch you a cab. And I said, no. <laughs> we are not sitting in Times Square for half an hour because that was the direction it was going. So we walked down to the corner that was the correct direction of traffic and we waited half an hour to get a cab. <laughs> it was hard to get a cab. It was impressive. I mean, I have to tell you that the concierge, we had a lovely hotel and the day before we wanted a cab because Uber was surge pricing. It was ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And so um, he goes down to the corner and he finally flags down a cab. And then I see this poor guy in a suit in the rain, like half jogging by a cab, like, like if he could have tethered himself to it, he would have like, you are following me as I'm jogging down to the client to get at the hotel. I was like, I don't, I said, his name was Frank and he was really nice. I said, I don't think they pay you enough. But anyway, you weren't as good as Frank. You weren't willing to jog. No, not that day. No. Okay. So we got a cab and, um, I, I don't, I tell him where we were going. So we were going out to, sorry, I was dealing with him. So we were going out to the Queens Museum, which is where I told you I did a project, uh, a lighting job for a permanent exhibition, which is the New York City uh, panorama model. And so when we arrived at the front desk, finally, um, Dusty, I let you all- wait a minute. What? The ride went forever. I think we drove, I don't know. It felt like we drove to Washington, D.C. It's like we went forever. Well, we did pass that cemetery you always pass on the way to LaGuardia. <laughs> it was a long <laughs> drive. It took forever to get to Queens. But um, but we got there eventually. I forgot. I think it was because we were held up in the city with traffic before oh, we the, crossed. Yeah, the before we went mm -hmm. under the tunnel. Yeah, the yeah, and I'm bad. sitting in the front seat, turning halfway, talking to you, and trying not to get car sick. Sitting next to this cabbie, awkwardly shouting stuff in his ear um, through the little window. I know. I was really enjoying that. I should have taken a picture of that. <laughs> Just your face coming through the little tiny window. Um, okay, so we made it to Queens, and uh, and this model but is like a giant huge room. So we'll talk a little bit about that more, but, um, let's hear about when we first get to see the model, which is a big deal. Yeah. yeah this is when we first walked in the room and you started recording. Came down. Okay. Boys and girls <laughs> in the background, you can hear Dusty droning on. We are standing. Okay. Dusty, tell us. We're in, the, we're in the Queens museum and today we're visiting all five boroughs in New York. 
right now, now it's the nighttime setting. So we are seeing the hand-painted phosphorus paint on those windows that is glowing, reflecting from the black light. And like you can see it out there in the middle, when it was lit from the edge, those buildings, this model never got to live the way it was intended until now that we did the lighting this way. Everyone also needs to know that Dusty's using a fancy light pointer. <laughs> Which I got from doing this job. <laughs> so your firm was hired to, to do the, the lighting for this? Yeah, the lighting. So we did theatrical lighting from all up above. Underneath this model, these tiny lights, there's plexiglass. I've actually got to crawl underneath the model. <laughs> it's the crawl space like under your house. Um, and there's some poor unfortunate soul that draws the short end of a stick like an intern <coughs> and has to crawl on their back and replace these light bulbs. Okay, so how long will it last in nighttime because I can't see much? <laughs> it should be changing any time now. Is there something wrong with the model because it's not, it's dark? See, now it's turning into morning. Oh, oh, it's morning. Oh, and there's a plane flying over. Yeah, the plane's flying from LaGuardia. Um, as we go around the model, I'll show you where we actually are. The model within the model. <laughs> so, yeah, the plane, the airplanes go up and down from LaGuardia. Um, Where's the Statue of Liberty? Down there. We'll get to her. Right now we're in my neighborhood. Yeah. Oh, how cool. So where you see my laser is um, okay, he's where we Dusty were last Dusty is shining a green light <laughs> on a tiny speck on the model and saying that's where he lives. And another thing that you can see, like these buildings, the reason they're called alphabet buildings is because from above, they form like H's and O's and I's. Okay, and wait a second. I never knew this. These buildings are called alphabet. Alphabet buildings. buildings. Yeah, and th they like what do, I live in. yeah. Mm -hmm. There is St. John's Cathedral. Look Ooh. how small it is, you know, on this thing. Yes. Yeah, there's the Columbia campus. And these, all these red brick ugly buildings are all the work of Robert Moses, who is also the reason this model exists. Wait a second. There's a lot of red He was breaking, buildings. he was trying to break up the grid. He also wanted downtown Manhattan to have highways elevated to drive through for the car business. Oh. There's the George Washington Bridge. Jersey is all in shadow as it should be. <laughs> and you can actually see down there through the cracks the underspace. And it's all from those tiny little lights. It's all lit just from those tiny little lights that are in this model. Yeah, you can tell from the, like, looking down in the little crack here at the edge that it's all bright underneath this. So let's go down to Midtown. Okay, we're walking to Midtown, which is going to be a lot quicker than that cab ride. So, Dustin. Is there any information you would like to add to all that lovely stuff you just said and how you just threw shade in New Jersey? No, Jersey is in the shade. Um, <laughs> I will say, I, you know, somebody can correct me. I've been trying to look this up. I mentioned Robert Moses being responsible for those red buildings, which are the housing projects all over the city. I think yeah. I heard that in a documentary. And I've looked, and I, since I told you that, I've been second guessing myself. Oh. And I can't find whether that's accurate or not anywhere. So stay tuned on that. So if someone can call me out on it and correct me, I'm more than happy to be corrected on that. Or confirm me and let me be smart. 
So it's possible <laughs> if you're wrong, he could be upset. He could see you and you're going to have to take down your Twitter account. Robert Moses. He's dead, Brenda. <laughs> he's been dead for a couple decades. <laughs> moving on, moving on. Um, as we move around the model, um, uh, we move two feet. Yeah, I know we move two feet. And um, okay, just just listen in, folks. It's just like you're there with us. <laughs> The other thing happening, boys and girls in the city right now, are graduations. They're everywhere. So Dusty thought we'd just pop into Queens. But we got here, and there's a big, huge graduation. So, anyway, thought, thought you needed to know that. The intern's here. Intern, would you like to speak? <laughs> oh, wow, I'm allowed to speak. That's amazing. Okay, that's enough. Okay, yeah, that's enough. So, here is... Island. Have y'all been to Roosevelt Island on the um, the no. tram that goes over? I'm not a big swimmer. It's <laughs> not how it works. Um. So what else? Yeah, the shipyards. This is um, Dusty's being very serious. And ever since we put this green laser light in his hand. He's just gone crazy. I am a big architecture design nerd, and I i mean, it's breathtaking when you walk in this room. Well, I will say this. It's laid out very logical. I mean, it's just so linear and logical, and yet when you're in it, it just seems like a big old mess. But now that I look at it like this... <laughs> well, that's why you can't get lost in New York. It's a grid system. <laughs> no, I can get lost in New York. There's the Museum of Natural History... Really? Where's the Met? We were at the Met yesterday. The Met's right there. Hey, Met, we were there yesterday. <laughs> There's the Central Park Zoo. Gosh, okay. Oh, and very important, Bethesda's Fountain, since I'll be watching Angels in America tomorrow. Okay, everyone, it, it's a little trip here, but you need to come see this. New York now finally makes sense to me. My eyes have been opened. Well, and you see that this is just Manhattan. We haven't, you haven't seen the rest of it. There's also some hidden wait, messages I got to show you. There's other, wait, there's a part of the city that matters other than Manhattan? Not really, but. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we went, we went three feet and now we're in Midtown. Yeah. yeah. Well, because the size of a human is the size of a grain of sand. And a bus is the size of a grain of rice at this scale model. Okay, so when you said that earlier when we talked, I thought it meant that y'all tried to put humans on here, but there are no little specks for humans. No, you can see like um, I see train cars. cars. Those are I see actual cars. vehicles, yeah, and then so the trains because this is to Penn Station. Right, I see the train cars. So if we were to pick up one of those cars, how big would it be in my hand? I don't know. You get kicked out. <laughs> That's about the grain, the size of a grain of rice. And, and it's, wow. Yeah, that's the scale of the city. Where are all the rooftop gardens? Those weren't trendy until the last 10 years. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's the High Line when it was still actually a train line. Oh, right. oh we walked, we that. walked that. Yeah, there's, so that's Chelsea. Where's Brooklyn? Brooklyn is over there. All of them. No wonder it took us so long to get there by train. 
Because <laughs> we were staying. Because we were near Central Park. Okay. There's Washington Square Park. You can even see the arch, how tiny it is there. Okay, Dusty, even though you told me all about this, when I walked into the room, it was just hard to get a concept of the scale and how huge this place was. And, um, yeah, so, you know, I thought we would just, um, you know, walk around for, I don't know, 10 or 15 minutes, but it was way too much to see, right? Yeah, everybody spends in the, the, an average of 45 minutes to an hour in that room when they visit. Yeah, and also um, talk a little bit about how it used to be a ride. Oh, yeah. Oh, I meant to dig that up for you, uh, <laughs> what the information was on the ride. But yeah, so in the 1964 World's Fair, this was very Disney, uh, what is it in the dome? Planet Earth? Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. Spaceship Earth. No? Spaceship Earth. Spaceship, yeah, Spaceship Spaceship Earth, Earth, yeah. Spaceship Earth. Um, it was just a slow ride, and then there was this automatic speaker in your little car that you sat in. And you started at the top of Manhattan, like we did walking the model. Um, and then you just rode very slowly as it was narrating everything you were looking at. And it was describing, you know, more information than I could give you, which is, which I don't know why they don't have that there still. Um, Cause it explains why the different colored lights represent, whether it's a hospital or a school or a police station, firehouse. Um, oh, you never even mentioned that when we were walking around. How interesting. I did. It's an eclipse. No, it is um, not. You did not say specifically that different colors. Because you lights. weren't listening to half the stuff I said. <laughs> you were too busy going on about your fear of glass. Anyway, we have not got there. That is a spoiler will, alert. But I, well, and yeah, that is. I think it's time and, for them to listen in again <laughs> to what I was having to put up with. Here we go, folks. I'm trying to remember what's on the model. Name it. I'll find it. So this is like full the sun. Flat iron building. This is full, like a full sun. Yeah. The lighting goes from morning, yeah. noon, to evening, to nighttime. So this, this looks like it's noonish. Yeah. And, yeah, there are the towers. Yeah, where the, uh, you know what, and when they built those, never in their wildest dreams did they think those towers would be gone. They, well, I don't nobody just, wanted them. They couldn't get them occupied. Nobody would rent them out. Really? Those were built <laughs> right when New York was broke. <laughs> nobody would do it. They had to get federal funding to finish that job. And then in the 80s, it started, you know, coming up. And then that was, like, the big thing. And then in the 90s, then it was... I mean, it was like how nobody wanted the Eiffel Tower <laughs> in Paris. And then those became an icon. But it's just that you never, I mean, you look at these, which are, what, a foot tall on this scale here? Yeah. And it's like no one ever thought they wouldn't be there. And, you know, the other thing for me just looking at it is that interesting fact mm -hmm. that my friend Carmen took the famous photo of the second airplane hitting the tower because she just was on one of those little boats out going to see the Statue of Liberty. It was in the, I guess, the right place at a really horrible time. I know the Statue of Liberty on this scale is so little. How big is this whole thing again? 9,000 plus square feet. 
Yes. This, mo uh, this model was built in 64 and updated in 94. Dusty's talking to a patron of the museum right now. I don't know if the patron's going to realize that Dusty knows a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. People think that this is updated constantly, and it's not. It's only been updated once in 60 years. But it's, yeah, it's due for an update, though. In just a couple All right, months. Dusty. One thing I had not even anticipated was that we were going to see the towers, like I talk about on there. Mm -hmm. That's really emotional. Actually, when I was downtown today, um, I wanted I was going to see if I could stop by and visit the new World Trade Center, and I walked around. You've been to the memorial, right? I have not. <sighs> I've been down there a couple times, and it just, to see the scale. I mean, the first time I visited New York, that was all under construction. Mm. Um, and you couldn't get to it. And so I've been here since that all opened. And I mean, I saw the new world trade center under construction when I first visited and it was completed since I moved here. Um, anyway, that said, just if you, that's one of those other must do's in New York is, um, just to see the, the size of those base, you know, the buildings mm. and you walk around and you see all of the names, mm. um, around the perimeter and you just see how massive they were. And you, if you aren't sure how tall they were, the world trade center is just a little bit shorter in respect to them. So you mm -hmm. can stand there at those bases and look up at that building. And you know, I just can't help but think like downtown in that area or anywhere in the city you, that day, you would have thought it was the end of the world. Mm. Um, Cause it was just so massive. Um, yeah, and it was interesting because we weren't the only people there looking at the model. As I said, there was graduations going on, so there were a, quite a few other people. And No, that's regular traffic for the museum in there. Yeah, so, I mean, it was just awesome. <laughs> but, these, but it was just, it's like all of a sudden, it's like I had lost you, and you were like giving information to a patron because he'd asked you a question. Yeah, that you were making fun of me being, you know, the tour guide. And uh, I don't know the guy. The guy seemed to have had an American accent. Yeah. Um, but he he pointed the model and he asked me if those were the World Trade Towers. Like, hmm. obviously, it's the tallest thing on the model. <laughs> you know, and it was updated in '94, which was you know hmm. less than ten years before they came down. Yeah. It, again, I went there that day not expecting that there'd be kind of an emotional moment when you see those right there on the edge of the water. And, and I did, I talk about, um, her name's Carmen Taylor. And what's interesting is I was at the New York library. Um, I think the day before and, mm -hmm. um, in the gift shop, I just picked up a book. It was photos that changed the world. And right there, photos that changed the world is Carmen Taylor's photo um, mm -hmm. of the second, plane hitting the tower and Carmen lives in um, Fort Smith, Arkansas. And she was just out there and happened to have a digital camera. They weren't that new. They weren't that, it was kind of new to have a digital camera. And, um, but she's as close as I have to someone who was directly impacted by that day. 
And mm-hmm. it has it changed Carmen forever. It changed her whole perspective of life. I don't think I'm. I think she'd agree. I'm not talking out of turn, but she just witnessed it through the lens of a camera. Took a shot, which was nominated for a um, uh, Pulitzer, and she it, it changed her life forever. And I cannot even comprehend how it would change the lives forever of the people there. But but it's interesting that it's still there on the model. And uh, I don't know. I'm I'm glad it's still there. Yeah, there's actually a lot of debate of whether this model should stay the way it is and just be a historical preservation or if it should be updated at some point. But the debate is still open. Because mm. it would be expensive. Yeah. Well, yeah, and they can barely fund to maintain it in the first place because mm-hmm. people just forget it's out there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on. I'm not sure you were prepared for the excitement I felt when it started changing colors as it went from day, well, night to day, and then it would go from day to night. And that's what's coming up in the next clip. And also, also how um, your opinions of Staten Island. Are you ready to hear that, Dusty? Relive this sure. moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's in an organic shape, too. Ooh, it's changing, it's changing, it's changing. Is it, okay, it's sunset, right? Yeah, this is sunset. So sunset, sunset was quick. That sun is just going down. <laughs> So it gets like this orangey, sunsetty glow, and then then we go to black it's nighttime, folks, over the entire city. Oh, okay, that's cool. All right, you need to come and watch it go from day to night. I think that's the coolest transition. Yeah. Night at night to morning is cool, but not as cool as the sunset thing. It was a lot of hard work because the sun is, you know, it goes from orange, turns the sky from blue to orange, and blue to orange don't mix. <laughs> and so finding the color wheel with the LEDs to try to make it natural was a challenge when we were programming. Okay, we're going to walk a few feet and be in Staten Island. So, yeah, whenever people take the ferry to go just past the Statue of Liberty, they go all the way here. Now, Staten Island, for those of you who don't know, is where we send our garbage. (laughs) What else is there? Uh, Well, it's where they start the marathon. Do they run across that bridge? Obviously, there's just one bridge. The the New York City Marathon starts there in Staten Island, and then they run across that bridge. Why would they they start over there? Then they go through Brooklyn. So they do all five boroughs, and they go through Brooklyn, up through Queens, and then all the way up to the Bronx, and then back down and through Manhattan. Dusty, with this laser pointer, people, he's magical. (laughs) (laughs) I think, Dusty, you should use that to go through life, just when it's dark. Just in the dark. Just in the dark. Oh, wait. Sunrise. The sun's coming. It doesn't stay night very long. Chris, and I don't blame well, it. They want the um, visitors to have, you know, like... it's a 15, Light, it's most a, of them. Yeah, it's a 15-minute cycle to go through one day. I don't... But it stayed night probably about a minute of your 15 minutes, you yeah. thinking? Yeah. Because, well, but that's what you don't realize is it's constantly, slowly yeah. changing to go through the day. Cool. Okay, Dusty, since there's not a little car that you get to ride around in, which would have been super fun, I kind of use it, view it as it would have been like a Jetsons car because it was the 64 World's Fair. And wait, what was it? was George and Judy. Was it George and Judy Jetson? George yes. Jetson? 
But they flew. They didn't no. ride in a little train. She had a one-syllable name. Jane. Jane, his wife. What? You st- <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> his dog, Elroy. Was his dog named Elroy? No, his son, Elroy. His son, Elroy? Oh, okay. I'm not, I think, anyway, I'm pretending that I'm Dr. Jane Jetson. I, is that the girl or the mom? Anyway, I'd be in a little car riding around, but instead, <sighs> Dusty, I had to walk around and we could see down below. Tell them why we could see down below. Because when the museum was redone, I can't remember, I can't remember if it was at the same time the model was updated or a few years later. I think it was probably a few years later if I went back and looked at documentation or whatever. Anyway, um, and part of the update of the space was do you have glass bridges to where you could kind of, because, you know, this is 9,000 square feet and you're just walking around the perimeter. There's no way for you to actually, like, see into the middle of the model. You're just seeing, you know. So one thing that they'd done around the perimeter was put um, some glass bridges because, you know, Staten Island goes right underneath where there was a walkway before. And there's a little bit over by uh, JFK, and then there's one right above the Bronx. So you can just look kind of straight down and, and see more of the model. And it's made out of these um, thick glass blocks, mm-hmm. if you look down. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. I was telling you when you weren't listening to me <laughs> in the, <laughs> at the site, was that we th- there wasn't any light underneath those glass bridges before, and that was one of our... Um, achievements that we did was lighting underneath okay i want everyone to listen in and and you know i i well i don't want to spoil it but i opened up and i told about a personal story something that just tell just me. play the clip just all play right the clip. whatever oh wait it's glass Ooh, this is creepy i don't like this did i ever tell you about the time i found down i fell down a manhole <laughs> did i tell you new york has a manhole explosion season <laughs> It's not which it's not burrito night either. Let me tell you, there's flames shooting from the ground. Dusty, I stepped on a manhole cover and it flipped on me, and my whole my whole my whole right side of my body went down. I I cut my leg really bad. Well, we got I'm terrorized. My parent-teacher conference. I'm very terrorized. Ah, Dusty's making me walk on. No, he's making me walk on this glass block so I can see down below. Yeah, and we added lighting to light underneath us because it was all in darkness. I've got to show you the before photos. This model was just like a few spots of light. It was all dark. So it's like they did all this work. Wait, you're too far away. Oh, I'm well, walking. Walk I don't want to walk on the... Oh. You don't have a choice. Well, watching that weird video. Yeah, it's a weird video. <laughs> it's a weird video. It's a cartoon version of 9-11 with weird fonts. Under here is where you all peeked in the little windows. Oh! Well, it's crazy to me on the before that you're talking about that they would do all this work. Okay, all right, I've just walked up to some panels that are not glass. What happened there? Did someone break through and die? (laughs) They died falling three feet. I fell down a manhole cover. A manhole? What was the name of the little girl in the well? Are we going to get that? (laughs) I can't handle it. What was her name? I was so happy when they got her out. She's probably 30 by now, but I was so happy. There's carpet there. Run to the carpet. Cameron, do you know the story of the little girl that fell down the wheel? I thought that was a made-up story. I didn't realize it was a real thing. Of course it's a real thing. It was a small... Anyway, we're not going to talk about it. (laughs) So, 
the really cool part is. Can I just say real quick? <laughs> I, you're gonna anyway. <laughs> I told Dusty that I fell partially down a manhole, and he showed no sympathy or concern. All right, carry on. Because you're walking on a glass bridge that's three feet above the ground. But you didn't even ask me about what I... I mean, when someone tells you they fall down a manhole, it seems like you would react. And with a little bit of kindness. I was waiting for the punchline. There was no punchline. I just (laughs) fell down. But do you know what? My leg was cut up. But all I could think about was it did not hurt my favorite sandals. Okay, so and and just because this is why you didn't get my sympathy because all you cared about was not yourself but your damn sandals. Well, I spent too much on them, and they were UGG sandals, and I've had them and I've had them for now forever. And I almost brought them on the trip, but I knew it was going to rain. But I could have had my manhole surviving sandals here. I'll show them to you next time I see you. Okay, Dusty, now that everyone knows that you have no compassion or empathy for me, even when I'm like a bleeding mess down in a manhole cover, like poor baby Jessica, I looked that up and I made the intern watch that. Why did she not think that was a real story? Because it's been parodied so many times. I actually looked up baby Jessica. She's not baby Jessica. And um, she's very healthy and happy and um, my fall down the manhole does not even remotely compare or should not even be mentioned in the same sentence with her. But I just want you to know, I followed up on that. The intern knows who she is now, and she seems to be happy. She's got a few little physical things from that. But there you go. But did you look up manhole explosions? Season? No, I, I did not. I was afraid to. <laughs> it's, a, it's a real thing. It's, it's like. It's, my, it's a true I'm afraid to there's ask. A time, yeah, there's a time of year in New York where you don't. It's, it's where winter starts turning into spring, which never happened, but it's from like all of, you may have noticed we don't have power lines above ground. Oh, you don't. Everything's, everything's underground in the tunnels. So what happens is all the melted salt and ice starts shorting out wires. Mm. And that's also where all of our gas and everything is. So yeah, look up a clip and you'll see, it looks like hell has opened up. In the streets of New York. It's terrifying. Well, this is what I guarantee. Pardon me that you slipped on a banana peel and I was waiting for the punchline, per usual. Now, hold on a second. (laughs) I really went down a manhole. I'm not kidding. Okay, but I'm going to go on because you're never going to believe me. And I'd just like to say, you you know, this model was big. We We were there for a long time and you wouldn't let me have water. I wanted to turn finding things in the model into looking for hidden Mickeys, like at Disney World. Anyway, it, it just wasn't, I, I, I don't know. Listen, everyone can listen and be their own judge. This was which, not, which this seems was like not a waste. taken care of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And imagine the effort that went into, do you know anything about when it was originally made, like how long it took? or A couple years. Oh, yeah. By several people doing it by hand. Yeah, I'm sure. None of it was laser cut. This was all exacto knives and hand painted. Hmm. We're getting closer to the hidden messages by the people that built it. Ooh. <laughs> Dis- hey, is it like hidden Mickey's at Disney World? <laughs> Ooh. It's getting nighttime again, people. We've been here for days and days and days. <laughs> This is uh, Rockaway that does lead out to Long Island. 
I don't know why no f- anybody makes that commute. We've had no food or water. We've, <laughs> we've been here for days. We've watched it change like three times. Well, and we've got to wait and, for the light to come up again so you can see the hidden messages over here. And yet, Dusty still talks. <laughs> we haven't made it all the way around the model. <laughs> But look how much the sparkle is with all the lights for all the hospitals. and It is sparkling. We're just waiting on sunrise. So, okay, well, I'll tell you more <laughs> about the installation stuff. So over here where you see we had to get some of the black light underneath to cover this because we couldn't light it from above. Mm, because of the little overhang. Well, because of the angles, mm-hmm. yeah, the overhang. Um, when they were installing those lights and there and in the Bronx. It's starting to slowly become morning here in New York again. Another day. Just water. So just a drink is all I. That's Prospect Park. Hey. Prospect Park. Ooh. That's Brooklyn's Central Park. The sun's coming up. It lands. You can look and find initials of people who built the model. Oh, I see some. There's I think right. Is this V something like VP? I think that's NP, but here's Bill. Oh, oh, they did. They wrote their <laughs> names in these things, and no one cared or saw. No, I mean, why wouldn't you want to put part of yourself in there? So, Dusty, as we were nearing the end of what seemed like, you know, a you know three day tour of the model. <laughs> <laughs> It became, it was time, it was time then to, um, like, learn some real stuff. Like, we, well, yeah, we had the intern Googling things. I mean, it was time to get down and really learn important stuff about New York City and about that model. So here we go. Did you just want to say anything? (laughs) I don't even know what you're talking about. (laughs) As usual. True. How long did the installation take when you came? Forever. Oh, <laughs> I bet it did. Well, you, I mean, like oh. I showed up at two o'clock in the afternoon. I didn't leave till like one o'clock that night. Why did you show up at two? Shouldn't you have showed up earlier? Because it should have just been a couple hours long. Why should it have just been a couple hours long? <laughs> what, what were you doing now for? The installation. They were hanging the lights because we got rid of the old halogen bad ones, and so it was aiming. Because this hmm. is a very unusual shaped space, mm-hmm. and of course, I did studies on it and calculations of where the light should be. But still, once you're in field, you have to adjust. You know, because I'm doing based off of drawings from <laughs> 80 years ago. <laughs> Would you like to hear one of Paul Okay. Oh wait. All right. Stop the presses, everybody. We have an interruption by the intern. Come closer, intern, to the mic. Why are they called burrows? Because Dusty doesn't know. Okay, yeah, it's. I just forgot. <laughs> I, this may not be what you think you know. Then I just know that, according to Wikipedia, it's like an actual government designation that was formed in 1898 to like divide up parts of the city. So theoretically, they have their own like administrative yeah. local governments. Because there's like a mayor of the city, the, but there's yeah. also a, a mayor of each Queens. Bur- yeah. oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have anything to do with donkeys. I haven't had enough drinks yet for those kind of jokes. <laughs> I just <laughs> I just wondered if, if Dusty was on his toes. So, Dusty, I made 
a really funny joke about donkeys and burrows. And <sighs> you, yeah, because you, you're such a smart ass. <laughs> Why are you always quicker than me? I'm just slow. I think I'm clever, but you always out clever me. But um, no lie, we were we were at the end, and um, for some reason, you finally near the end finally asked the most important question of me that I was wondering when you were going to ask. And that's in our next and final clip at the Queens Museum. And the what was it? <laughs> why I kept calling, why I kept narrating and using the term boys and girls. So I think you've already said that. No, I haven't. It's coming up. Uh, okay. Here we go. We're doing all our stuff, but... So what are, your, what are some final words you'd like to leave the boys and girls with on this field trip that we've taken to the Queens Museum? And Queens the borough, not Queens the drag queens. Hmm, yeah, yeah but we're going clear. there next. Okay, what? <laughs> what are some final There's words? There's nothing, I don't know. Give us something profound. You can see the light from Wait, underneath. Wait, do you have a quote? Just off the top of your head that you could, you know, give us to sum up this whole Queens Museum New York Burroughs model experience. So far, boys and girls, we have silence. <laughs> Why are you saying boys and girls? Because I'm pretending. Because we have a lot of uh, middle-aged <laughs> listeners, too. No, it's because um, when I set this up, I'm going to talk about all the field trips that I've seen um, this time in New York. Okay. Dusty, I think on my feet. And what I was going to be doing, I was going to... Unless it's on glass. <laughs> I hate glass. So what I'm going to do when, I, when we intro this is I'm going to take them on, like the boys and girls that I saw everywhere all over the city, on field trips. So are there any last... I'm back again. The boys and girls and I, we would love to... Um, do you want have, to take some photos? Oh, we could take a photo or two. But mostly... <laughs> I'm waiting for the profound, what do you want the boys and girls to know as we leave this hallowed space? Know your history? I don't know. Don't throw trash on New York. Well, I mean, that does make it more authentic with this model, I guess. That was cool. In your pre wait. I'm going to have to go serious. I'm going to have to go serious. You're proud of this. You're proud of this. Well, I didn't make it, but no, the you're proud of the lighting. Good. You're proud of it. <laughs> Do you think you'll get to bring your mom? Yeah, someday. Really? Yeah. Will she mind walking on glass block? Because there's a lot of it. <laughs> She's been through worse. I got to tell you, um, I, I usually, I have one reason for coming to New York usually, and that is just to go to Broadway shows. And often, you know, if I'm there six days, we literally will do a matinee and an evening show every single day. Um, it's always like number one priority. I've done all the, I've done all Ellis Island, Statue of Liberty, done all the tourist stuff. Now it's just Broadway shows. And um, so we managed to squeeze in Four shows. What equivalent to four shows? So, um, do you want to hear about one of the shows I saw? Come on, come on. You want to hear? You want to hear? <laughs> I'm just sitting here waiting to hear. 
<laughs> okay, so we went to see a show that you highly recommended called Once on This Island, right? Mm-hmm. Tell me why you recommended Which, that show. I've seen it twice. Yeah. Why? Why not? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a revival and it's, you know, the moment you walk in that theater, it's interactive theater. The set is all the lot through the audience. And where you were sitting, oh my God, I can't imagine. Well, yeah, so so it's in the round, and mm-hmm. it's a small theater. It's called Circle in the Square on the Square, something like that. Circle in the Square. In the Square, okay. Why it, would it be a circle on a square? Um, I don't know. Don't make me sing a song about this. But anyway, so it's kind of cool. Please don't. Yeah, and like, there's like live chicken and goat, and it. It is very immersive, immersive, and since it's an island, there's sand and all that. But we They're were cooking, you know, as you're walking in there on a hot plate, you know, yeah. It's just crazy. And fire. But there's water on the set. I mean, and it's also mm-hmm. small, but all the actors are amongst you. So, um, I we looked it all up, but I it wasn't until we sat down and we we're basically on the island with the cast because we are right down on the set with them, and um, I didn't realize that. Um, Leah Salonga was in the cast and um, in case people aren't, you know, in love with Broadway, like we are, she is a Disney legend and not because she's like old. Sometimes legends meet old, right? But she's famous because she is the only person to sing the role of two Disney princesses. Um, She is Mulan and she is Jasmine from um, uh, Aladdin. And now she's gonna let you struggle on your Disney knowledge. I'm telling you, but she doesn't. Um, she doesn't do the speaking. She just does the singing. Because back then they separated the two, so you would have someone doing the voice acting, separate from someone who sang. Did you still do that? Yeah, they still did. But she, they don't always do that, but they did back then. And um, anyway, so Leah was like literally sitting a foot from me all the time on this tree trunk thing and um a a tree that was felled that was down no it was a telephone pole right i understand but i I didn't (laughs) want to say what it really was technically a tree but right exactly telephone pole it was in the middle of the audience and she kept sitting a foot from me in fact the cast was so up there beside us all the time that I kept tucking my feet underneath because I was afraid I was going to trip them. And um, Leah just sat beside me. as like we became friends. And um, I, she never really glanced at my way. But I heard her singing all the time. And it was very isolated because she was right beside me. Her voice was perfection. And I just kept thinking, it's Jasmine. It's Mulan. It's Leah. And we're now best friends. So... That was my matinee theater experience. Well, how dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) It was a great recommendation. It's a great show. Um, It's unbelievable singing. It's, yeah, it was awesome. I loved it. I loved it. it. Great recommendation. Um, And then another show I saw that I normally, I wouldn't have picked this show, but um, sometimes you just got to go with the group. And um, we went to see Frozen. You have like five seconds to discuss this thing and then we're moving to the next. Well, all I can say is they need to let it go. Yeah, and we're done. And we're done. Yeah, that's (laughs) what I'm going to say. 
Yeah. Well, let, I'm just going to add this one thing. The actors are incredibly talented. The musicians, the light, everyone's very, very talented. But, and they're doing the best with what they got, but they just don't have much and they need to let it all go. So onward. And it'll be there for 20 years. Well, they're doing a tour. They've already put a tour together of it. Oh, well. Coming to a stage near you, people, is frozen. Whatever. Um, now, let's go Let's go to the third show I saw, which was really like two shows, and you saw it too. You want to talk about it first, Dusty? Yeah, go right ahead. No, it's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn. Well, what? I saw it like two days before you did? Yeah. First of all, tell how it's set up. What do you mean? It's Angels in America. Yeah. If anybody doesn't know that, it's like the longest play in the world. Um, but it didn't feel that way because they broke it up. I mean, the scenes are broken up and they broke it up with a few intermissions to where it, it flew by on a rainy day. Yeah. And this had. But it's you know, set up as a matinee and the evening show. It's both. You go, you can do mm -hmm. a, It's like a marathon day of seven and a half well, hours of theater. Well, you can choose to come back and do one or the other at a different time. Right. Written by Tony Kushner. Mm-hmm. Who was in and Andrew who was it? Garfield? Andrew Garfield was in it. <laughs> and so is Nathan Lane. Yeah, but that was my description of his performance. I know. I know. You know what's what's interesting? I told you I did a spot on impersonation of it too. Yeah. Because if you're gonna play gay on Broadway, we all sound like this. We all sound like we've just been stabbed <laughs> in the Stomach. Jesse, I just gonna have to disagree with you on the on this him and the show and and I, I was just gonna tell you because I don't know if you knew this, but Tony Kushner who wrote it was in um, Conway, Arkansas, a couple of months ago, I guess, and uh, the intern got to go and see him. And they like, talk like <laughs> he just ran two miles. No, but Tony Kushner loves Andrew Garfield's performance, and he wrote it. But <laughs> it was incredible theater. It was incredible. Um, and another fun thing was that the, there was a mother daughter sitting right in front of us, um, and they were from Arkansas, and um, which is kind of cool to kind of bond with them. What I liked about seeing it one day is most people, if they came on the matinee. They're sitting with you again in the evening to see the evening. That's the same thing if you pick it a week later. Yeah, but I don't know. We were just all there. You know, I don't know. It was just fun. <laughs> it was just fun. So we kind just of bonded <laughs> with all these other people. But that is an incredible, powerful show. It's not for the little kids, but um, it, it was dramatic. And I wanted to see Nathan Lane. I'm glad I saw Nathan Lane. Um, was he the best guy in that role? I don't know. I don't know. But that's okay. It was Nathan Lane, you know? So oh, you're going to come for Nathan Lane, mm -mm. but you're going to say Andrew Garfield was great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's what I just said. You're just trying to trigger <laughs> me. You're just trying to trigger me. I love Nathan Lane. I do. Maybe I needed to be sitting a teeny bit closer um, so that I could have seen um, some more facial expressions and some makeup and stuff. Or in Act Two. No, don't say what's in Act Two. We're not going to talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. And the fact there was no place to hide a mic pack. But um, yeah. So. Oh, really? Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> well, when I saw boys in the band, they didn't use Mike. <coughs> Do you know what? I don't think they were using uh, mics in the show either. And that's why his voice is so <laughs> raspy. <laughs> Did that cover everything on your big New York adventure? Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much it did. I did. I mean, we had a, I had a great time. So, Dusty, it's I didn't ask. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Yeah. But thanks for telling me. <laughs> I think you I'd, forgot the name of it. Oh, my. You think I'd have it by now. But, um, yeah. So, um we we didn't do this in part one, but we're doing doing it in part two. And I'm going to let you start. Okay. Well, since uh, we've been talking nonstop about New York, plot twist. <laughs> I'm leaving in two days <laughs> in a car with all of my stuff in it. I'm moving. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're silent. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm not even going to pretend to act surprised because obviously I know <laughs> this and it's not a car. <laughs> it's not a car. It's a U-Haul, right? No, it's not. What? It's an SUV. I'm getting an SUV. I thought you were driving a U-Haul. Did you not have? No. Wait, I thought you were. Oh my gosh, there's going to be so many details. And I hate to do this to listeners, but it's true. Dusty is moving. Oh, where are you moving to? Going back to Arkansas for a little while. <gasps> oh, this is big deal for me. Because, what, I mean, are you saying you're moving back to the hills of Northwest Arkansas? Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> okay, boys and girls. Um, it's true. Dusty's moving home, and um, we, the listeners, we're going to need you to take photos and do some recording. We want to hear what Onyx has to say about this. I mean, this is going to be a thing that we're all going to do together. We're all going to move home with Dusty. Well, Dusty, are you ready for the big sign-off? The big final what? Sign-off, where I do my big sign-off. Oh. I've got a great one. Sure. Okay. Oh, oh boy. Here we go. No, don't, don't. <laughs> From the hills of Northwest Arkansas, where Dusty's soon going to be joining me. <laughs> when I get there, you're not allowed to say it anymore. Just <laughs> No, when you get here, you're going to start saying it. No. This has been I'm Afraid to Ask, co-hosted by Dusty Westfall and Brenda Yelvington. Random noises within the podcast provided by Onyx, Dusty's dog. Edited by Brenda. Theme music by Brenda. And performed by me, the podcast intern. Find them on Instagram at I'm Afraid to Ask.